This is Honest Math Chat, an elementary teacher podcast, and today is episode 20, Developing Professionally Despite What's Provided at School. Today, we're going to chat about what makes effective professional development, and then I've got 10-ish ways to help you develop professionally for relatively cheap. This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. types of professional development have helped you actually grow? I'm talking about PD or professional development that helps you grow your brain, feel more confident at your job, and work toward achieving fulfillment in your profession. We all went into teaching for a reason, likely related to enjoying kids, but also because we wanted to learn or make a change, or maybe even improve the system of education. Often, our professional goals don't meet up with the goals that districts and administrators have for the school and the staff. So we end up having a whole range of required trainings and even coaching that might not be effective at helping us meet our goals. But I actually want to know, What do you think makes professional development effective at influencing your practice? What has helped you impact student learning? If you want to share your ideas with me, send me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath or send me an email, hellomonamath at gmail. I would love to know. The ultimate goal is that we're able to develop a deep understanding in our students. No matter the subject area, we want our students to deeply understand. And we can achieve that through increasing their engagement and their motivation and their mindset through instructional practices that really help them understand. So I want to talk to you about three things that I think make professional development effective. Number one it's got to be interactive, number two, relevant to the teacher's goals, and number three, actionable. So let's break those down a bit. Number one, interactive professional development. I think that professional development needs to be live or in person if possible, meaning we have some sort of personal connection with the people that we're working with. This could be a coach 
or other teachers, a grade level meeting, um, any sort of group that we're working together with to implement new practices or reflect on them. Some schools call them PLCs. This could be a cohort of professionals working together on action research. Basically, a group of people that are working together live. Okay. I also think interactive means, I think it has to include the participants in the creation of the development. What I mean by that is this is not direct instruction. Interactive professional development cannot be taught as a sit and get, (laughs) being told, right? It just doesn't work. However, if we're being asked to do, think, speak, share, participate, make, or create, those are ways that we can bring participants into the PD experience and make that development interactive. So that's number one. Professional development has to be interactive. Number two, it has to be relevant to the teacher's goals. Okay, let's take a minute here to talk about goals. You have goals. Even if you haven't much spent much time thinking about them or writing them down, we all have an idea of what we want out of each day, each year, each week even. So it's worth your time to consider for a moment what you want to do. Despite whatever new initiative was started at the school or the new curriculum that got dropped off in your room, you, friend, get to choose where you put your time and energy. And sometimes our goals align with our school and what they want for us to grow in, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes our goals come from a place of desperation and need, right? A goal I have is to make time for working out. It is a desperate situation over here. However, in my classroom, a goal I have is to cultivate deep relationships with my students because it's my first year at this school. It's my goal to be a part of the community through intentional family and student relationships. And although that might not be a school-wide goal necessarily, that's what I am putting my time and effort toward. Our PD experiences need to meet our goals. So if your school provides professional development, it may or may not align with your goals. However, I believe that school administrations should actively seek to understand what their teachers' goals are and support them in working toward their chosen goals. All right, that was number two, that professional development is relevant toward teachers' goals. Number three is professional development needs to be actionable. You should be able to take action on what you've learned and apply it in your practice. Now, I do not mean that all professional development should be a make and take or strategies only. I don't think that PD that tells you what and how is the only kind of effective professional development. I think that PD that builds up our why and our mindset around the practices that are most effective is essential. So let me give you an example. I had a school ask me to teach teachers about online math engagement strategies. 
it would have been really ineffective of me to just show up and teach them a bunch of things to do without the why behind it. It's like saying, here you go. You just go and do these things and it'll work (laughs) without showing you the why behind how it works and what makes those strategies effective. It's like providing the meal without teaching them how to cook, or I think there's some sort of metaphor there. If we teach someone how to cook, then they can make the food by themselves, right? They can take the recipes we've shown them and they can make them again or change them and tweak them to their own tastes. But if we just make the food for them, they can't do that. So all that being said is I want to make sure that professional development is actionable, which means that we must be able to provide teachers with both what to do and how to do it, but also why do it. That really empowers teachers to be the expert in the room, to make the choices that are right for their students, not just replicate strategies that they were told to do. So now that we've covered those three ways that, or I'm sorry, those three things that make professional development effective, remember, they're interactive, relevant, and actionable. And I'm sure there's more things that we could add to this list, but this is a pretty good list so far, I think. Now let's talk about what if your school doesn't have math PD? If your goal is math and developing in math, what can you do? Unfortunately, I think this is the reality of many schools, as we've kind of already talked about, but math seems to be the one thing that schools buy a curriculum for and think, well, that's good enough. All the pieces are there inside the curriculum. Teachers will figure it out. So that means no PD focused on the new math approaches. We end up just doing the curriculum. Teachers are left to figure it out by themselves. And especially those teachers with goals around improving in math instruction are just left. And maybe that's you. And maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) because you're desperate to improve in math, or maybe math is your jam and you want to rock at it. You want to keep getting better at the thing that you already feel confident in. Or maybe you've decided to tackle the thing that you know could be better in your day. Either way, I am proud of you. I'm proud to know you. You are one of those badass teachers that's going above and beyond, that's letting nothing stand in your way of being the best you can be for your students and for yourself. It's amazing. So let's brainstorm a list of ways to develop yourself professionally that are relatively cheap. Number one is professional books. I recently went live in the Math Teacher Collaborative Facebook group with my favorite student-centered math books. So you can go check out that live. It's about eight minutes long. And I talk about what books I love and what those books will give you um, and which ones will be, you know, kind of the most impactful for where you're at right now in your journey. So I definitely think professional books. I have an addiction to buying professional books um, and reading about half and then really having to force myself to go back to them to finish them. Number two is observe your colleagues. Our fellow teachers are our best untapped source of professional development. I have learned the most about teaching from watching others. Honestly, being in other teachers' classrooms 
has given me such a great real world experience in teaching. It's like all you learned in student teaching. Remember that feeling when you were like, this is what teaching is <laughs> when you were in a real classroom? You have that. It's all the classrooms around you in your school. And I know it's hard to get coverage and even the courage to go out and ask someone if you can observe them. And frankly, it takes a lot of courage for the teacher to say, yes, come and observe me. But I encourage you to reach out to a colleague and get that observation on the calendar because you will learn so much. Which leads me into number three, which is talk about your practice. When you put yourself out there to your colleagues and you share what's going well, but what you're really struggling with, or if it, something in your you know lesson kind of flopped or you're not sure where to go next, ask your colleagues, share with them. I recently joined a book club in our district, and I was really excited about the strategies I was learning. And then one day at lunch, I started talking about some things that I was trying and how it worked and how it was going in my classroom in general. And before I knew it, so many of my colleagues, I think three out of the six that were there at the lunch, were all trying these new new ideas, and several of them even bought the book. So it never hurts to share what you're working on or how it's going because you might just create for yourself, like your own little support group in your own staff. And number four is listen to podcasts. Obviously, Honest Math Chat is a really great one, but you already knew that. Um, But you've already discovered that podcasts have a wealth of knowledge. If you haven't checked out uh, Mindful Math Coach, Chrissy Allison is phenomenal. She's focused on helping math coaches, but if you're a teacher, I guarantee you can learn some things from Chrissy. Also, Build Math Minds with Christina. I don't really know how to say her last name, but she's the recovering traditionalist. Her episodes are 10 to 12 minutes, short and straight to the point in such a wealth of knowledge. Number five is enroll in a coaching program online. There are so many great programs for under $200, which I know can sound like a lot, but real talk, I bought $200 worth of BS on Amazon in the last two weeks. Actually, let me just go through a real quick list of what I bought on Amazon in the last two weeks. $80 in COVID test, a $15 moose pacifier for my son, who doesn't even suck a pacifier anymore. That's a long story. A $10 book called Burnout by Emily uh, Noskagi, I don't know how to say her name. I'm terrible at pronouncing names. The book Burnout is amazing. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Okay, back to the list. So $20 in eye cream, because hello, 30s. $40 in KN95 masks. $15 in medicated kids shampoo for cradle cap. And $20 in stamps to send out my Christmas cards that I still haven't sent. $200 in the last two weeks. And no closer to actually meeting any of my professional, personal, or family goals. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that if you enroll in a course, it can be the price of what you spent on Amazon in the last couple weeks. I enrolled in Casey Morris's course, the CEO Teacher Academy, about a year and a half ago. And when I invested that money in myself and my goals... It was that was when I made real change. 
There's something about actually taking action when you make a money investment that really propels you forward. It's like, I can't give up on myself. I can't give up on my goals because I paid good money for this. I got to do this. So all that to be said is find a course that is speaking to you and enroll. Spoiler alert, or do they call it sneak peek? I don't know. I've got something really exciting launching April 1st. It's not a joke, uh, but it's not super public knowledge yet. But since you're my podcast buddy, I'll let you know that I have something that's not $200, much cheaper, and it's launching April 1st. So stay tuned. All right. Number six is join a math teacher book club. This is something I've been wanting to do for a while. I've been thinking about all the math books that I'd love to read with other people and chat about it. Inside the Math Teacher Collaborative Facebook group, we are really working on our community of collaboration and sharing about our ideas and answering each other's questions. So it's something I've been thinking about doing, like a summer math book club. So look out for that inside the Facebook group. I'd love to have you, um, you know, join us and make some suggestions on a book we could read and just stay tuned for more information on that as the summer gets near and we all have a little bit more time. Maybe we could read a math book together. But if you can convince the teachers at your school to read a professional text with you and have a little, you know, lunch group and talk about the book, that would be an amazing way to work on your professional goals. All right, number eight is find a local organization that supports teachers. Here in Chicago, we have some amazing organizations from organizations that provide books for libraries or just small teacher grants, professional development experiences and workshops. I bet you have a local organization that you could tap into. Even if it's in the next closest big city, do some Googling and see if you can find a foundation or some sort of nonprofit that is providing free trainings for teachers. Number nine, check with your union. Many teachers unions have free or inexpensive trainings or professional development that can earn you CPDUs or college credits. And it's such a great way to connect with other teachers in your area. And then finally, number 10 is Facebook groups. Find a Facebook group that fits your needs or vibe. I think the Math Teacher Collaborative Facebook group is pretty sweet. We have free trainings, resources, a safe place to problem solve together. So definitely come join us. And if you haven't joined the Modern Math Teachers Facebook group yet, you should go right now. All month in February, there are free trainings from different teachers, coaches, and leaders in math about increasing student engagement. The videos are up through the end of the month, so go check them out. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. That's it for today, friends. I really want to encourage you to prioritize your goals and your, you know, self-care. Self-care through growing your brain and working on you and who you want to be in this profession. I think in year a year like this and in times like this, it's so important to remember our why why we went into teaching. There's so much that we can't control. But what we can control is how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for our students. You and your goals are important. So I encourage you to find ways to develop yourself. Fill your cup. 
that doesn't just have to mean manicures and time to yourself and meditation. That can also mean growing your brain, learning new things, and feeling more confident. If I can help you in any way as you're working on your professional goals, whether that's brainstorming a goal, finding a way to work on it, or just venting about how it's hard, send me a DM or an email. I'd love to chat with you. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. (laughs) If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com slash discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friends.